Hello everyone. Good day. Welcome to another episode of Sailing Tropical One podcast. Today is Thursday, the 1st of June. 2023. Yeah, and we're still in St. Helena Island, in the middle of the South Atlantic, and we're on board Tropical Dawn on the morning here, just yes. west of Jamestown. <laughs> um, hmm? yeah. uh, so, um, we want to talk about, well, we don't really have ma- a lot to talk about, but we'll talk a bit about what's happened in the last week. I, w- I wrote it down, and actually quite a lot of things happened. Oh, okay. Let's Did, is there anything you didn't thought of? Well, so I wanted to mention all the boats that arrived over the weekend yeah, and the, how... Yeah, that's one of the things I've mentioned. And how exciting it was. We had like three boats arriving in one morning. And then two more the same day, so five yeah. boats arrived. So, uh, last week there were just two boats. It was our boats and Trinity. I mean, there's a few other boats, but there's no one on living on them now. Uh, then on Friday, one boat arrived. Uh, Shinamir. Mm. Uh And yeah, then on, on Monday, a lot of boats arrived. Yeah. I think we should mention the, the names of the boats for our own records. Or Can not. I remember all of them. Uh, we've got Silly Dawn. Silly Dawn is a new Leopard 45 catamaran. Exodus, yeah. I think. Yeah. American captain. I don't know. We haven't um, actually really interacted with them much. Of, quite a lot of crew on board. We then have Nexus. Which we Nexus, haven't met at all. Have, uh, also, it's a hull, yeah. Looks like about 40, 40 to 50 foot. Yeah. Um, Shinami is about 50, 51 foot. Then Noku, yeah. Nukunao? N- uh, Noku Aloa, I think. Noku Aloa. Uh, uh, also a monohull, quite a big boat. 40 foot um, uh, crew of two on board. With a dog. With a dog yeah. also. So we might have uh, a, a play date with, with Coco. Coco. Um, um, they're from China, I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, then we've got uh, Arabella, which we've been waiting for for quite a yeah, few weeks. <laughs> the the South African also. They were very lovely. Yeah. Uh, they were f- good friends of HQ two. We met briefly uh, when we arrived here the, the first week. Um, yeah. And then Caracas. Caracas. Yeah. We didn't really see the crew uh, on board. Actually. Actually, I just met the. Uh, the, the, how would I say, the, the wife seafarer or the female seafarer, yeah. I'm not sure if they married or whatever it is, or even if they're in a relationship, but we, I met her briefly in Bulbous Bay, and then just once, and never saw her, them again, because they yeah. were on the boat a lot. Yeah, um, so when we were staying in Walvis Bay, they arrived, like, I think about a month before we left, but they spent the first night on the... Uh, mooring jetty, but yeah. on the jetty, but then they decided to move on to anchor, and we saw them once in a while. But yeah, they would spend a lot of time on on the boats. On the boats. Yeah, and uh, now they've got like seven people. Well, seven. There's seven in total on the boat, so they've got a lot of crew. But I, I think some of the crew was with them before, but then went Only their one. own way when they were in Walvis Bay. And now they're yeah. So mm. there's a lot of people on board. It looks like a pirate boat. It does. Um, it's a black hull, like a. a Catch so, mm. may, uh, which means two masts, like a big mast in front and a smaller at the back. It has those, um, I think they call it a, a rat's nest, where you can climb up on the sides, oh, and yeah, it's got the uh, what do you call it? The oh, like crow's a nest. Yes, crow's nest. a place on the mast that you can go and stand and, and view. Or that you can um, chain someone up if they're punished. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Um, 
Grandpa Trinity. Sorry. Uh, Johan. <laughs> Johan told me that he, I don't know, he talks so much that I, I'm, I'm never <laughs> sure if what he's saying is true or not. Might be true, might be not. Anyway, so we, and then obviously Trinity is still here. Yeah. When we actually, the last week, I mean, we already got to know them a little bit, but mm. the last week we definitely got to know them a lot better. Yeah. Last week, uh, they invited us for a bride on their boat when it was uh, the daughter's birthday. Yeah. Then on Friday, they came over here. On Saturday, we oh, yes, went, we went, to, went to the... Is that where we went to the donkey? No, no, no that was on Monday. Oh, yeah. On Saturday, we went to Rosie's, the uh, bar restaurant on top of the hill, which, uh, yeah. So it's only open in the weekends in the evening, and mm -hmm. we're not keen to climb up the steps then. So we actually rented a car from last mm -hmm. week Thursday till this yeah. week Tuesday. So we drove around a bit. Um, and then, yeah, so we actually ended up spending quite a lot of And then we went to Donkey Sanctuary. And the Donkey Sanctuary on Monday, yeah. so that's also one of the things I wanted to mention. So the Donkey Sanctuary was really, I think, like the highlight of the week. Well, you've, you've been wanting to go there since we arrived in St. Helena, when since yeah. you heard there was a Donkey Sanctuary. Interestingly enough, when we got married in uh, Grayton, there's a Donkey Sanctuary near there, and we were like, oh, we should go there, and we never actually ended up going. Yeah. But here, the donkey sanctuary is basically they're just um, the, it's a field with a, a shed, but there's um, a few volunteers, mainly the one lady, mm. tiny, teeny, 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 tiny, tiny, <laughs> teeny, teeny. T W E N Y. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, she was. Uh, is that a real name or a nickname? I think it's a nickname. Yeah. She's uh, she's small, but then there's also shorty, who's not even smaller. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we heard a lot of well, also a bit of more. Of like inside in the on life on the island, maybe mm. we want to talk a bit about that, or maybe not. Maybe I don't want to say anything bad. No. No. Okay. No. Anyway, it was nice to see the donkeys. There's four donkeys at the sanctuary now. Mm. They, there were more, but like basically the donkeys, they used to use them back in the olden days, like before I think the flex uh, industry died in the 1960s. Then they used them to uh, transport the flags, but people till actually not that long ago used the donkeys to transport um, basically produce from the countryside higher up on the island to town. But uh, since donkeys get quite old, um, they often outlive their owners or like yeah, they still have no use for them anymore. So the uh, the sanctuary then takes care of them. My favorite was um, Willie Nelson. Isn't <laughs> is called Nelson? He's an old old boy. How old was he? Forty. I thought he was close to fifty. Yeah. Yeah, 40, was, yeah. 49 or something. Is yeah. it looks a bit scruffy because his his fur is like slightly curly. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't um, it doesn't shed his coat. Uh, any, anymore, and he's getting, you, you can see he's quite old, mm. um, getting to the end of his life, and then there was, um, I, forgot I just know that there, was, there were two girls, one was Bella, I think the other one was Donna, Do uh, Dolly, Dolly, I don't know, but she was a prima donna, that yeah, other one. exactly, <laughs> uh, and then it was Nelson, and then the other, there were two boys, two girls, I can't remember yeah. what the boys' so Nelson name, was the old one, names. and then the other male was like very cuddly, he was always yeah. like wanting more. So we actually went, the, there weren't 
that was before the ship was uploaded, and I think there's still maybe no apples on the island. But yeah. Normally they give them carrots, them carrots and apples when. Uh, so you, what you do, you you phone the lady from the sanctuary, and then you they arrange that you can feed them and. Or groom them. Groom them. Yeah. Which is oh, was so nice. I always loved donkeys, but like I can't remember the last time I actually interacted with mm -hmm. one and. I love them even more. They're like <laughs> they're such amazing animals. Eh? Donkeys are just like very special. And <laughs> um, we learned a bit more about donkeys also. Yeah. I mean, what they were used for also that it, this is actually not the right climate for them. It's yeah, too wet. Yeah, they were like North African, African donkeys, so they used to more arid climates, yeah, more so dry grass. So normally, the, like the wet grass is not good. They get like very their bellies bloat. full of yeah. bloat, uh, and they can actually get uh, liver issues and also their hooves get from standing in the wet, wet grass get like um yeast, yeast yeah, infections but she also mentioned they're very well saying all that they're very well taken care of and yeah. it was very nice to and they're just so sweet remember she said about the neck that's when uh, you yeah, get they, that they, fat layer on the neck it's a sign that their livers yeah can you close that curtain please they, they got they, they eating a bit yeah storing a bit too much fat and it's not good for their livers yeah. But yeah, so that was a definitely a highlight. Yeah, I mean, we probably spent about an hour and a half there, if not longer, yeah. um, like brushing them, cuddling them, rubbing their noses, um, and then talking to Tini as well about some about the donkeys themselves and also about the island. Um, and it was interesting to see how Trinity had the same kind of um, response that we did when we went up into the countryside. They were like thinking about building houses there and yeah. like living there when they're old and stuff like that, which is and the same kind of thing we did. We built build a container, container house, house which yeah. is something I've long dreamt of actually yeah. when we were looking at, well, before we bought our house in Cape Town. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it was cool to hang and like, spend mm. time with them. They also really enjoyed the donkeys, especially. Sadie. Uh, Sadie, the daughter. Yeah, the daughter's she's 12 years old. She just turned 12 last week. Oh yeah, she turned 12 last week, so she's in that like pre-pubescent kind of like about to get awkward <laughs> age. But she's like really lovely and very smart. Um, yeah. So anyway, I went over there this morning as well and we did some uh, water paints and together. Last, and last week uh, she came over here to... Oh, it's a crochet. You know what's so impressive is I showed her that double crochet yeah. and she's already made a granny square. Okay. And her blanket is like this big. Like well, you have to say for the oh, people sorry. <laughs> how big that is. I think they said it's like 136 uh, chain, like a chain of 136, which is, how big is that, Denny? Looks about two meters. About two meters, yeah. Uh, so I'm like super impressed with her because Maybe I showed a meter her. And a half, I literally showed her the granny square once, and I was doing it myself. And she's like, just she just did it again. So mm. she's a super smart kid. But um, yeah, she also seems to be struggling a little bit with uh, not having any kids her age around yeah. and looking forward to getting to Brazil. Maybe hopefully there'll be more uh, kids her age yeah. to play with or hang, or hang around with. And also maybe when the internet is not more readily issue. available, yeah. that she can maybe connect more with yeah. people yeah. Uh, with her, her own age. I am. We, so we rented a car, we drove around with them a oh, little yeah. bit after the Donkey Sanctuary. We drove down to... Try to get to Sandy Bay. So, well, we drove to Sandy Bay, not to Sandy Bay Beach. We went to the suburb, but not to the beach, yeah. Yeah, well, suburb is a big word for, like, <laughs> it's just a, a few like houses, a yeah. conglomerate of some houses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very steep downhill. We're six in the car, so the brakes were taking a bit of a strain, so we decided not to go all the way down to the mm. beach. 
there. Um, but yeah, very beautiful side. Like I think probably if I'd have to choose a side, which uh, like which area of the island I like most, I would say Sandy Bay probably. Mm. It's both green it's, and uh, it's like hilly. It's got and beautiful it's, views and it's, it's yeah. quite tropical. Eh? Yeah, because like, as we were driving um, the first day, we got the car and we were driving because we'd been around the islands with uh, Robert to do the tour with us, which was basically the same place as we went now. But when you're driving by yourself you end up going to like areas you wouldn't we hadn't seen yet and it just gives you a better uh, different um, appreciation yeah um, actually like on Saturday we went for a drive to Rupert's Bay because we hadn't been there yet at and time. the ship had arrived yes and the, the ship the, <laughs> the ship that's the other big thing the ship that came happened. in <laughs> the ship finally came in I yeah. think it arrived on Friday or Saturday or morning yeah. yeah, I think it arrived here. Friday. No, I think Thursday. Oh, Thursday yeah. night. Okay. Uh, and it then was a night at anchor because they That's couldn't uh, anch uh, come into port, which is a big word for like one dock, which is about the size of the ship. Which is not a massive ship, it's a container ship, but a small container ship. Mm. And it's basically built to the size of the ship where they've been off were offloading till, I think, till Monday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we drove also to that side to see um, Rupert's Bay and see the ship being offloaded. And also there at Rupert's Bay we saw a boat that was just out um, on a cradle. On a hard. Beautiful, I mean small boat, but full, beautiful. Full keel, full, like probably yeah. 34, 36 foot, so a little yeah. bit bigger than ours. Red, but like red very hull, classic. Red hull. Yeah, uh, Total, complete full keel, like yeah. even bigger full keel than ours like mm. beautiful round portholes but yeah um uh, we should ask if uh, people know what the story is because mm. uh, it's on the heart with the mast like um, um down um, the mast has been taken off yeah um i forgot what the term for it is so it looks like it's ready to be shipped off the island on a on a bigger ship but it lo also looks like it's been there for a while yeah so it's, it's quite curious about the story of that boat. Yeah. But it's quite nice that as you drive from uh, Rupert's Bay up, because it's the other road, there's two towards roads. Towards the airport, yeah, which is the new road, the highway as they call it. Yeah. Because it's a two-lane road. It's obviously not <laughs> nothing near a highway. It's like like in Cape Town it would be like small, <laughs> one of the smallest roads, but here it's the big new road. When we say two-lane we mean one in one direction, one in the other yeah, direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, most, yeah. a lot of the roads here are, are just like, yeah. It's just like one lane and then you sh with, with some a, gaps in between where you can, if yeah, you're going it's the a opposite bit wider direction, where yeah. you can let someone in the other direction pass. pass. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say like how different it is on Rupert's Bay side. Remember when we were driving up there, we saw all the sand to me? Yeah, yeah. Different yeah, colors the of sand, the bakeys, yeah. lots of bakeys, which are like, um, like a succulent, yeah. Uh, ground cover yeah. with beautiful bright wax flowers that yeah. come out. And they also the they were in color from like quite dark red to orange to yeah, green. Yeah, the actual leaves were like, they varied in color, which was actually really beautiful when you yeah. see them like laid out, like a lot of them. And then you also on the side saw like like these kind of would you call it ravines? Like yeah. you would imagine like I don't I can't I don't think it's probably is the fact, but you can imagine like the old volcano running down because it's like strips where like the land has been eaten into and it's just like different colors of yeah, sand like really beautiful a, i think it's erosion but it probably yeah. is layers of, of uh 
uh, Volca volcanic Marvin, eruption yeah. that like got eroded anyway, in different ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was was a nice nice drive. Mm. We actually drove. It was on Saturday all the way mm. to the airport, which is actually the day the airport is busy because mm. that's when the flight l uh, lands and leaves again. So we didn't go into the airport building, but it's actually is a little airport terminal. It like looks like a, an actual airport. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, wasn't, it we was didn't know what we expected. expected yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was a very, I mean, a lot of cars there because yeah, it's the one day the, the airport like, is open. Yeah, and, and the yeah. flight arrives and leaves. So anyone coming to or going from the island, well, unless they're yeah. on a yacht, that's the only way really to to get on and off the island. Yeah. So that was nice. We found we saw the very special stone. Oh yeah, I can't remember what it was called. I, but I think I took a photo of I, it. Um, but maybe you want to explain. It's it. kind of like a. Uh, it's it's marked as a spot to to look at um, yeah. when you get there. And, but we had not heard about it until we found it by accident. It's called but, the Bell Stone, and it's yeah. a fine relic of trekking this this site? I don't know. So when you hit the rock, with there's actually smaller rocks lying on it to because it says it it will ring when struck. Yeah, exactly that. And it sounds like a, a bit like you know a those bell, a church bell. Yeah, church yeah. bell or yeah, like not like obviously as loud, but, but it definitely like has a, the same tone. Like a tone. big or a few yeah. of those um, singing bowls that you can s oh, ring, yes, yeah. but loud like a really big one. It's amazing because it just it doesn't look like metal. It look, it's a looks stone. Like a rock. It's, yeah. like a, it's a stone, a big yeah. stone, and you hit it, it and it rings like a bell. Actually, we'll have to post that uh, Instagram. Did you do a video? Oh yeah, I did a video, 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 of course. Okay. Um, so yeah, we drove around and like, a lot of beautiful places. Like also us thinking of like yeah, maybe one day we'll we'll live here. And what side of the island would we want to live? And yeah. But uh, like Franco from Trinity also, he said like we think that this is so beautiful, but we haven't even started our journey, yeah, and who knows what so else we're gonna yeah, we'll, what else we'll we're gonna see. find. But it is, I mean. Mm. As we still think it's a very special island, and it I think is, the more yeah. time you spend on it, the more you appreciate it. Appreciate it, yeah. and you see different sides of it. So there was definitely, I mean, it was definitely nice to, um, yeah, drive around a bit and get to see other parts of it. Yeah, and then uh, you want to talk about what you did today? Yeah, also, but I want to talk about the ship arriving. Okay. Uh, so the ship was offloaded, I think in. I think they started on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think. Was it Monday? Monday was a public holiday, but they were working, remember? Yeah, yeah, I think, so it took them basically four days to offload all the containers. So they actually go from, interestingly enough, the ship, so the ship moors at um, Rupert's Bay, which is just over, like, you can't see it from Jamestown. Jamestown is where the main town is and where we're, like, uh, moored next to and where the wharf is, but the harbour is actually on the other side of, of the hill so there is a road there but all the ships get offloaded i mean the ship the containers get offloaded onto a barge that then goes around and then gets offloaded onto the and wharf which is a bit and the barge a bit of roundaway can only take roundabout way yeah. i think two well uh, the bigger one can take two containers the smaller yeah, one one two twenty foot containers and then the smaller one can take one yeah it's also quite a sight to see this like barge, like the container almost takes up the whole barge, and yeah. then this tube. Yeah, anyway. Also interesting to see how when they like offloading it from the cargo ship onto the barge, how like there's just all these people standing around or on standing the on top of the container, like yeah. 
they're just like so obviously it's what they do but they're super relaxed about it yeah. <laughs> which but I would interesting be, yeah. enough the like uh, Wuppert's Bay is like where the best the field built like the new well port as, mm. as far as you can call it a port and there's like they're building warehouses there so eventually I think this the ship will just be offloaded there but like uh, so many things on the island it doesn't really make sense why they still do it this way but I think it's kind of like because it's been how they've been mm. doing it since the mail ship and just how people and it's like then the containers are on this side of Jamestown where like basically all the shops and I mean most mm. of the shops are yeah. um, so that was quite interesting um, and then yeah seeing all the containers offloaded and then this week all the containers being opened and all the stuff like it's been very mm. busy every day here like some of the containers have like cars in them they've got mm. like boxes they've got it's like basically it's like so many things like arriving on the island including Onions. onions it was very funny when we so monday was a public holiday tuesday when we went to the shop they had Actually, onions you got onions already on saturday oh yeah there was yeah. there were like so a few things Ooh. got offloaded but yeah. most of the shops aren't open in the weekend yeah so on sunday we got a little bag of small bag of onions and then on tuesday we went to the star one of the i think i've described it before it's one of the supermarkets here which is just you would be thinking <laughs> like in Cape in South Africa you would think it's a little corner shop but yeah um, yeah they had onions and like there was a real scramble for onions people mm. were getting like whole bags of onions <laughs> I mean it's just funny because we'd, we'd done without uh, we run out of our onions on the way here mm. but also no one on the you couldn't buy uh, onions anywhere on the island so I think everyone was missing onions and since they keep for quite a long time I think everyone just stocked up before they're gone yeah. again and also um, they had a few nectarines that came in mm. and we got oranges mm. and they've also grapefruit which we didn't get any yeah That's well we did get the oranges we actually still need to eat yeah them. i know we got the orange but not the grapefruit yeah. and then demi managed to on saturday also get a tiny piece of feta cheese which we polished off the next day yeah um so butter. oh yeah and a block of butter which also I mean, they, they do bring in butter every now and then on the plane, like every couple of weeks on the aeroplane. But it's not that much. And, yeah, uh, it runs out. Yeah. Only like, it only, like even now with the ship, okay, we haven't been to town again now, but mm. it'd be interesting to see what's still left in the shops. Oh, well, so there's probably, as they offload the, con like open the mm. containers and get the stuff out, there's yeah. probably going to be more stuff arriving in the shop. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we've been here, like, we knew like the day the ship arrives, which ended up being... A week later than the last date that they said like which was already much late anyway there's like basically there's now an issue that the ship doesn't arrive regularly anymore i thought it was it had a it arrived every six weeks but now it turns out that it it's just it have it they don't have a regular contract so mm -hmm. it's just whatever ship they can they can convince to come this way and they can load yeah. load up so it's like yeah as as things go so it's it's like a, yeah like the whole old activity on the docks uh, and on the wharf and I think also a lot of people just like including us getting excited uh, about Peter Colmartin, Peter Colmartin, oh, so, Peter Colmartin. Okay. okay so you know VHF is still on VHF radio. <laughs> it's like not uh, proper radio reports yeah. but anyway. Uh, it's also yeah, been on the other, other side like of the new boats arriving some of them their radio um, yeah, the, <laughs> the radio etiquette is not really. But it's also all so that. funny to hear like how some people's accents just don't compute on the radio when like when yeah. they call. The other day somebody was calling the ferry, but they were like, 
It sounded furry, like furry. No, it was like furry. Furry, furry. Furry, furry, furry for whatever birth it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, obviously the fairy just doesn't respond because they they're like I don't know they uh, I don't know somehow I don't think it's them but obviously yeah. it is. But yeah, also we we, we were we were being good oh, we uh, yachtis and we, good. as the three boats arrived, we uh, jumped in the dinghy and tried to help. Well, we helped one of them. Yeah, we and offered, we offered help to the other ones. Because yeah. um, like mooring here, it's not super difficult, and there's not as much wind as we had in Luderitz or in Walvis Bay. But it's still like yeah, when you just arrive here, especially on a bigger boat, it's it's not the easiest. To, mm. to more here, so yeah, especially when you say bigger boat, like the boat, yeah, ours was relatively easy to tie on to because we can reach, yeah, we can we Well, there was no wind and there was no swell when we arrived, and it was easy for me to reach the ring, the yeah. ring from the front of the boat without getting off. But these guys, some of them are jumping into the water, some of them are jumping onto the buoy itself. Which you can actually sit on, it's big enough to yeah. hold a person, but still, like, it's it's a bit, yeah, so we, we tried to yeah. be helpful, we actually did help. Yeah. Uh, one of the boats, uh, and we offered help to the other ones. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Well, it, it felt nice to to do. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see how like s some people respond to that kind of thing. Like I feel like the one boat in particular, it seemed like they respond in a way it's, that would be like, what are you trying to say? Like we don't know what we're doing or something like that. Mm. Whereas actually, it's just yeah. Some just of them are just like no, no, we don't need your help. Yeah, and those are like very which is fine. But, I mean, I don't mind if, if you don't want our help. It's just mm. what I'm trying to notice that there is sometimes an arrogance about mm. sailors. Yeah, that's interesting to note. <laughs> Wait, you, am I no, not no, supposed no, no, to say I'm that? Just, I'm just laughing at people shouting on the radio. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that. Yeah, so it's it's quite busy now in the here in the mooring field. It's nice, actually, yeah. mostly monohulls. So apart from Trinity, there's Tuladorn, which is a catamaran, and all the rest are monohulls. Whereas before, it was, a few weeks yeah. ago, like until uh, yeah, especially until Endo arrived, mm. we were the only monohull here, and was all catamaran. So it just just as we spend more time here, you see like all the different kind of boats arrive, and also di different kinds of and mm. yeah it definitely feels like the new the boats coming through here if they're catamarans they are usually like newer boats and often yeah, and, and like the monohulls are usually straight, older boats yeah. like just newly built in cape town and yeah. and just uh, on their first sail yeah which is not the case now but like yeah. earlier like in the previous month so that was that's been interesting yeah uh, and yeah then this morning um trinity range to go uh, fishing with, um, with Johnny. Johnny, who's uh, one of our favorite saints. He uh, manages and, and often um, mans the little um, ferry boat that takes you from your boat to the wharf and back. Yeah. Uh, but he also has a boat, charter boat that he takes people on tours on and he also often goes fishing. and. This morning, they, he took uh, two people to go uh, count birds and yeah. eggs on Egg Island. Egg Island, which is just a little bit on the other side, like not completely the other side, but like further down. And um, we went along because he went then while he was waiting for them to count the eggs, went fishing, and then um, yeah, it was we a bit went, of a man's trip. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Well, we've got it was, <laughs> yeah, but you made it. Well, it it was, but like, yeah, just to to 
keep it in perspective. It's not usually my kind of thing to do on like do the like no, guys not. things. No. Do, like, Girls do, things. Or, yeah. Well, I think both of us mm -mm. end up doing things together. Anyway. Things together, yeah. and it's not like a guys thing or girls thing. Anyway, well, um, my att first real attempt at fishing myself. Um, Franco caught one fish while we were trawling. So when you hold the put the line behind the boat while the boat's moving, but it was a relatively small one. Uh, so he put it back, and. Um, then the more exciting thing was that we saw a manta ray, or it could have been a devil's ray, like you know the big rays, like it was uh, swimming as the boat was anchored as we were fishing behind the the boat, so we could see it from quite up close, which is really amazing. This, I mean, it's like such a, I mean, yeah, I've always thought them very special uh, sea creatures, and to see one in the wild up close was really amazing. Mm. Uh, we saw um, Barracuda, which here, which here they call locally the Wahoo, yeah. and Johnny made uh, a very serious attempt to catch it because it's it's apparently very tasty fish. Mm -hmm. And but it's a very it's uh, well if you know Barracudas, they're they're hunters. They hunt other fish, so they're like very fast and very smart. So you, we were catching them with live baits, which uh, Johnny caught uh, previous night or. So the, it's it's smaller fishes um, that you put on your hook and then try to catch the bigger fish with. Um, but yeah, the the wahoo just kept biting them off the hook, and at some point he bit into the hook, but then he just broke it off. Bro like uh, apparently the it's it's so strong and such sharp teeth that he just um, like breaks the line. So we weren't able to catch it, but uh, Johnny was very excited about trying to catch it. But it was just amazing to see it like whiz through the water, like how fast it goes. It's mm -hmm. like a pretty amazing fish. I'm actually not sad at all that we didn't catch it. <laughs> and then on the way back, uh, we saw a hammerhead shark. Also, quite up close, you could actually see its head. So that was pretty amazing. Like, so yeah. And on the ray, the ray. Oh yeah, the sucker fish. Yeah. So there are two sucker fish on the top. One white one and a darker one. Like quite a big sucker fish. Mm -hmm. The sucker fish is the fish that on bigger fish it like sucks itself onto it but it's it, it can release itself to like it basically eats whatever scraps are left over symbiotic relationship yeah, yeah so they, okay. they i think they also help keep the the other fish they often are also in sharks especially mm -hmm. whale sharks help to keep the the skin um okay. free from parasites yeah. but they hold on to the bigger fish so they don't need to swim <laughs> but they're like yeah so that was it was pretty amazing uh yeah so that was and and I'm very glad we didn't catch a fish because oh, yeah. I heard from Johan, who's um, Franco's father, so the granddad on Trinity. He w he he talks he talks a lot of cuck. It's uh, Afrikaans <laughs> for just talking shit. Um, so he's always talking, talking, talking. So he was like saying like, yeah, if you catch a fish, the first you have, you rip out its heart and you eat it. And I was just l laughing because it's like this is just so. So, like and he was, yeah, yeah, like, and it's like, oh, it's one of the things you'd say to the new guy on, on the boat, obviously. So I was just laughing it off, but he kept saying it, and I was like, okay, well, whatever. Like, and then when we were on the boat, Johnny's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it, it's what you do. Like, it's, it's like part of like the, the ritual. Ritual, like yeah. a lot of, like, all the guys here on the island, they learn, they go fishing when they're small. Like, uh, Johnny's son mm -hmm. of like six is like, he actually showed a video of him reeling in a big tuna, like wow. a 30-pound tuna. 
it was almost like yeah <laughs> like the kid was like probably better definitely a better fisherman than i am um but yeah apparently i think it's when you catch your first tuna when you got it you pull out the heart and you eat the heart i don't know apparently it's a thing so i'm very glad we didn't cut i'm also glad tuna. that you guys didn't catch any <laughs> it was kind of like i mean for I was happy to just also see the other side of the island and like just I mean to have like the experience of fishing but it was also kind of to see if I could enjoy it and maybe get a like get gear and then we could fish from the boat I'm still not convinced that it's a good idea um uh, I mean yeah I'm not even gonna say what they did to the poor um bait fish but yeah it's uh, yeah i mean it's like uh, that that's the thing with fishing like i guess it's it's it seems very cruel but it's like yeah i mean we still eat the fish so it's like yeah um but yeah uh i'm still not convinced that it's it's really my thing but it was a nice experience and yeah i got to see the other side of the island and got to see two animals i've never seen in the wild so that was just very exciting um, I think that was... Like, and how big you said the, man, the rays get? Uh, the, the manta ray apparently can get up to 6 meters, like, um, like what was it? 4,000 pounds, so it's like, Huge. yeah, it's massive. Yeah. This one was a smaller one, I think, from, from the one tip of its, uh, well, wings to the other was about, I'd say, 3 meters, so pretty big, mm. but, like, they get a lot bigger still. Um, but, yeah, really majestic uh, creature. Um, Franco managed to catch some underwater footage with his um, GoPro so uh, when we f when he puts it online we'll, we'll post the link um, yeah and yeah I know it's been cool like getting to know the islands uh, still a little bit better every other every week we spend here we'll, we get to see other parts of it hear more interesting stories um, and yeah get to meet a few new yachties Interestingly, of the the ones we seem to connect with it the most are all South African, which I think is probably quite natural, yeah. Not natural, but also, I mean, I guess it's also cool to see so many South Africans. I mean, yeah. we are just on the first stop since South mm. Africa, so it kind of makes sense. But on the other hand, it's nice to see so many South Africans out uh, sailing. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I consider myself South African, and like. I think most of Af well, all the South Africans we've met are really lovely people. Not to say that other people we actually all the artists yeah. we've met have been, over the, at least the ones we got the chance to really to interact know. with yeah. and connect with, have been be very, nice. very friendly. So yeah. it actually makes me yeah more excited about just that part of cruising. I think we said it last week, like the whole social part and getting to know other cruisers and actually meeting them on different stops along the way, which wouldn't have been before we started we wouldn't, wouldn't have thought known, that it yeah. was like uh, uh, something we would be interested in people had told us like yeah you'll meet the same people because you're kind of doing the same route but it's like yeah okay that's cool but like yeah, yeah. so what i mean yeah. like uh, <laughs> we get to meet other people also in other ways but i guess because you're living that shared experience mm. you get to connect in a different way than you would with people in other ways i think and also i mean i guess because yeah luckily we don't talk about politics or religion usually because mm. I think when we did talk about it with some of the other artists it turns out their viewpoints are quite different from ours but like you got so much else to talk about yeah. that, it, that you don't actually end up talking about that usually and you just have this shared experience of finding these new places or people just ex telling you about the experiences they've had 
and the places they've been that like either you've also been to or you probably will go to at some point mm. so yeah, it's it's been it's been very nice saying that we'll we've asked uh trinity the crew to um join us in the podcast uh, it didn't work out for this week but maybe next week mm. we'll uh let them share their um story which is quite similar in a way to ours as that they've only started sailing quite recently and like they're doing it in a s quite similar budget than ours like not on the big budget that some some people have so um i think it'd be nice to hear there i hear their story mm -hmm. and hear how maybe it relates to ours and oh my well so it's different and i guess also just yeah for the people who are listening who might think of like doing something similar to maybe get some inspiration yeah and then also sorry on that note you made me think of Shinomiya because um Shinomiya they it's a husband and wife um she's Canadian he's South African they met in the Caribbean mm. and then they um started sailing together they sailed to the states settled in the states so had a family and then like stayed there for 20 years and then they started their this current trip six years ago so they're um, basically on the homewards bound yeah now. so they're gonna go from here to Grenada and then to the states um yeah. and yeah because they've got like a grandchild now so they want to go and spend some time with the grandchild but she was also saying um first of all that they're gonna maybe get a smaller boat which I was like why <laughs> but they've got a 51 yeah. foot boat so it's, it's pretty big yeah. Ours is sturdy one, so it's like, yeah, it's a lot bigger. But then she said something like, they noticed the last time when they went to visit some people and they spent a bit of time on land that they found the, the lifestyle so strange that they figured that they'll probably not be able to to be like full-time land people anymore. Which we've heard from all, yeah. a lot of people who've, who've did like a, a circumnavigation or a long sailing trip, like a lot mm -hmm. of them say like, yeah. It's very difficult to go back to living on land. Most people, either even if they live on land for a mm -hmm. while, they plan the next trip or they just continue sailing. So who knows how that will be for us mm -hmm. when we finally do get back to South Africa, if we ever never go back there. No, who knows? But yeah, no, it's yeah, it's interesting to to hear. Yeah. Also, uh, we read a. Um I got from the library a book um, called The Voyages of Joshua Slocum and it's a couple of his books all in one. I think all of his books actually. All of his books. Yeah, and we, uh, I just read the intro to the writer today and it was quite interesting to see how he married like... His first marriage was to a woman that he'd only known for like two weeks. Which I said is a typical like sailor's marriage. Mm. You come to a new port, you fall in love and then well... You get married. Either you never see each other again yeah. or you get married. And, <laughs> and she moves on to the boat and you... Which is apparently, yeah. in the, especially in those days, was very common because he was back then... Uh, captain. And, uh, yeah, but like a captain on like working mm. ship, like they were merchant transporting yeah. merchant, uh, yeah, merchant, merchant sailor, which was like the last days basically of cause it was late uh, 19th century or mid, 19th, mid to late 19th century where steamboats were taking over. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was very interesting to hear more yeah. of his story because we read this as a sailing around the world alone. Yeah. But so his first wife moved onto the boat and like left her home behind within in a few Sydney, weeks. Actually, in yeah, Australia. Within the first, within a few weeks of knowing him and marrying him. Um, and then they like 
raised like four kids. Actually, they had eleven kids in total. Um, some of them passed away, but they just she just took to the sea, like he uh, took to the sea, and they just like had this together. spectacular life. But then the second wife, because she, uh, the well, first wife died. Well, his first wife died, unfortunately, while they were like somewhere along the way. I mean, not while they were at sea, but while they were in South yeah. America. Yeah. But the second wife. They had to, well, I mean, she did have a difficult time because they ran that one boat aground and then yeah. he built another boat. <laughs> and sailed back and she just said never again. It's just like, again. yeah, never getting onto another boat. Um, so he was actually yeah. married to her, I think, for the rest of his life, but yeah. they, they hardly ever saw each other. They hardly ever lived together, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's quite interesting to hear, like, that he basically raised and lived with his family on boat, which now is, like, quite common that people mm -hmm. do it, but that's now on sailing yachts yeah. with, like, this is like uh, 130 years ago where you were on like captain of a, a, a massive ship like just to hear him do that it's like actually uh, also like part of a story that I didn't uh, no. didn't know yeah. so, yeah, so, as we said a few weeks ago with the podcast episode about sailing heroes I think it's definitely in that line for us of like like well so what he did, like sailing solo around the world, like people said it wasn't possible, and like uh, anyway, it is such an amazing feat, and like also the way he wrote about it, it's like, like uh, as we said then, like definitely if you can like uh, read his book or his books, but uh, yeah, just fascinating travel story. And we want to also talk a little bit about the other book we Darwin. finished, finished Darwin and the Beagle. Yeah. That was such a nice book. It was by Alan Moorhead. Moorhead. Yeah, so it's based on a lot of the um, logs and writings of Darwin himself, mm. but it's it's a, a third-person account of the voyage he did on board of the Beagle and how it led to um, the theory of natural selection, which mm. obviously is why why is is still held in so, such high regard and is is a famous person. Today. Also, seemed to be such a like a really sweet and charming like character. Yeah. They've got little quotes and little excerpts from letters he wrote to his family, yeah. and and I mean also the way he looked yeah. at um, animals, yeah. and also just in those days, uh, slavery was mm. still legal. Just the, he was uh, like yeah, he was appalled by it. I mean, he mm. also realized the places where he went, especially South America, where it was yeah. It was legal and it was what, like he couldn't do anything about it, but he was just, yeah, when he saw people treat their this, this slaves, he was really, like, mm. yeah, pulled by it. So, yeah, it was, was interesting and nice to hear, like, get to know a bit more about Darwin. Also, the fact that he was, like, I'd, I'd heard this before, that he was, got terribly seasick, so he, like, he struggled the whole time. I mean, he was enjoying going to all these places and like back in those days that was the only way to go anywhere was on board this uh, I mean sailing but like also how it's even said that like his bad health later in his life mm. might have been through due to his seasickness which actually they also kind of alluded to in uh, Joshua Slocum's first wife that yeah. she died also because of just the, the being, at being at sea yeah. yeah which I think in those days was even even harder, but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you get seasick. I don't think it's something to <laughs> to joke. I mean, I know it's nothing to joke about because I've also gotten seasick. But yeah, anyway, it's it's interesting to read these stories of like the the sailors that 
came, I mean Darwin wasn't a sailor but he did a, 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 um, a big sail journey and like I mean it's those epic sail trips that like you now look at them on the map and it's like it's not the same as the, the route we're taking but it's similar and mm -hmm. like you go to similar places and it's just like yeah just feels like you're s stepping in their footsteps mm -hmm. also by the way both uh, Darwin on board the Beagle and um, Joshua Slocum on board Spray both stopped here in, in uh, St. Helena which is I think why, well, why we decided to read about them mm -hmm. here and also I guess why maybe why they have their books here in the library <laughs> but yeah it feels nice to to feel like, like yeah you're kind of not following in their footsteps but that there's like you've got something in common with them mm -hmm. yeah. it's an affinity yeah and also just to read about these amazing places like Tahiti everyone who talks about Tahiti sounds mm -hmm. like it's one of them and Cocos Keeling another place Cocos Keeling in the Indian Ocean is it the same as Cocos Islands yeah, Cocos yeah, Islands. Yeah. They call oh, it yeah, the Cocos Islands or the Keeling Islands. So yeah. you, now they just refer to them often as Cocos Keeling. Mm. Uh, and then Tahiti being in the South Pacific. I think those are, are two of the places that like definitely looking forward to sailing to at some point. But it's still so so far away for us. It's like both of them are in different oceans mm. than we are. But yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's it, eh? Yeah. Oh, the other thing, yeah. I guess, as we're reading this book, uh, just reading that both Darwin and Joshua Slocum held the, the books they had on board quite in high... I mean, in those mm. days, that was the only way to to have... Entertainment. And, um, information yeah. or entertainment. But we also have quite a lot of books, so it's also, yeah... Uh, sailors and books, I don't know. It's also an interesting relationship. Sailors, books and biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, it's been nothing very well. A lot of things happened in the last week, and on the other hand, it's just like yeah, continuation of life here. Uh, as as yacht is on Saint Helena, but yeah, mm. still enjoying it so much, and yeah, looking forward to many more weeks. Yeah, lots of love to people at home. Yes, in home uh, in South Africa and in Belgium. Yes, yeah. and also to anyone else. You might have uh, found a way to our podcast. Uh, hope you're enjoying it. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us, either via contact form on our website, svtropical.org, or uh, via Carmen Inreach. We'll post the links under uh, in the comments, I mean, in the description of this episode. So, yeah, next week, maybe. Trinity. As guests. Yeah. Um, and yeah, who knows what what happens in the coming week. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.